Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. Hi, I'm Laura Brodnick. And I'm Key Reese. And Laura, welcome back Monday. Hello, everyone out there. I needed to just talk about this for a second because over the weekend I have been watching Criminal on Netflix. It's got two seasons, but only four episodes per season. And we binged it so quickly. And we're like, far out, why didn't we save that? And then I saw Criminal Germany pop up and I was like... (laughs) We're doing it. And then it starts and Charlie's like, is this going to be some weird sex thing? And I was like, why? Why are you such a pervert? It's like, no, 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 Germany. Weird sex things. You know, that like Nordic novella. Apologies to all German listeners out there. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry, my, ger- my Germans. Anyway, the episode starts and it's like, weird sex plot line. And I'm like, oh, God, he really did call it. Well, I'm glad you found a new show, but can I say, if you had read the review I wrote on it when it first came out on a website called mamamia.com.au, you would have been across the show because I wrote all about it, but it's okay. I'm glad you found it now. Well, look, you know, I can't read all of your articles. You just write too many, doll. Oh, hurtful, but okay. All right. Well, today's deep dive, we are talking about Mindy Kaling's brand new baby that literally no one knew about and what the implications are for real life women. But first, the entertainment news headlines of the day. I have news. What's the hot gossip? I want more headlines. Phoebe Burgess, the ex-wife of former NRL player Sam Burgess, has returned to Instagram posing with her daughter Poppy, who's three, and thanking her fans for supporting her and her children. The caption read, Finding joy in the little things and my little people. Simply because I was silent, doesn't mean I didn't hear you. Thank you for your kindness. Means the world to us. Her return to social media comes after revelations regarding her former husband's personal life, including alleged domestic violence and alleged drug use, were published in The Australian. Sam was formally stood down from his coaching role at South Sydney Rabbitohs and the NRL and New South Wales Police have both launched investigations into the allegations. The lawyer acting for Sam Burgess, called Mark O'Brien, has strongly denied all allegations, saying, the allegations are false and constitute an indefensible defamation against my client. Businesswoman and DJ Paris Hilton has led a protest outside her old boarding school on Friday to have the institution shut down. It comes after claims she was physically and mentally abused by staff during the year she spent there when she was 17 years old, which was all documented in her recent YouTube documentary. Hilton was joined by hundreds of others who shared their stories of abuse at the school or similar schools for troubled youth. They wore black t-shirts with the words survivor on the back and breaking code silence on the front, which is a reference to Paris Hilton's new campaign for people to speak out about similar experiences. She's been really praised for the campaign to shut down the school, and among her supporters is celebrity tattoo artist Kat Von D, who last week revealed she had also attended the school and recounted being locked up for half a year without ever seeing the sun. Michael Jackson's daughter, Paris Jackson, has also made statements about the traumatic experiences that she suffered at the school. 
And now there's been an official statement from Proverb Canyon School who have responded by saying the school was placed under new ownership in the year 2000 and so they therefore cannot comment on operations of patient experience prior to this time. Wow, that is so amazing. I hadn't actually heard about the Paris Jackson confirming about her time there, but it goes to show you how far-reaching it was and to celebrity kids. One of the most lucrative comedies from the 90s may be back for a third sequel. Laura Brodnick, get excited because I am talking about Sister Act. So Whoopi Goldberg, she played Sister Mary Clarence in the original in 1992 and its sequel in 1993, Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit. Did you see that little pun there? Anyway, she talked about plans for the third film on The Late Late Show with James Corden. And I'm watching and thinking, why hasn't Sister Act 3 happened? Because for a long time, they kept saying no one wanted to see it. And then quite recently, uh, it turns out that that may not be true. People might want to see it. So we're working diligently to try to figure out how to get every, get the gang together. And oh, come my back God, I would love it together. so much. As if no one would want to see it. I've been waiting like 30 years for this bloody third one to come out. So there's no production in sight yet, but Sister Act fan can still get their fix because Whoopi is going to be taking the stage next year in a West End remake of the movie. And like the songs, everything about it, I, I'm going to go watch it tonight because I'm just feeling nostalgic. And if any franchise needs uh, a third act to it, it's a Sister Act franchise because yes! very infamously sequels never live up to the original. Sequels are never as good. But in the case of Sister Act, I would say that Sister Act Back in the Habit is actually just as good, if not better, than the original Sister Act. Like that scene at the end oh. when all the students take oh. their, throw their robes off and it's like Laurie oh Hill's belting God. out a tune and they're singing and all the nuns are dancing with them. It's just completely magical like they actually managed to capture the magic from the first movie which is unheard of in cinema so I actually feel like the third movie will be just as good Mamma Mia subscribers you've been asking and we've been listening now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts that includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series to link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. So I think it's fair to say that Mindy Kaling shocked the world on Friday when during an appearance on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, the actress, producer and best-selling author revealed that she had welcomed a baby boy named Spencer last month, even though no one knew she was pregnant and she hadn't even hinted anything to do with a second child. So Mindy is also a mum to two-and-a-half-year-old daughter Catherine, who she calls Kit. And similarly, Catherine's December 2017 birth was also a huge surprise to her fans. And just as with Spencer, Mindy has chosen not to reveal the father's name or identity for either of her children or talk about what led to either birth, which kind of got you and I talking this morning, Key, about how there's been this huge push of people wanting to unmask the father of Mindy Kaling's children. It's this thing we have with celebrities who don't give us that little personal nugget of information. And when like we were looking at the story on Friday, like the Mamma Mia team, we were looking at how to write it. We always look at what people are searching, like what's the highest 
highest search around this person. And the highest search for Mindy Kaling ever since she gave birth to Kit is who is the father of Mindy Kaling's children? Like that's the one thing out of all her success and everything that she shared about her life. That's the one thing people want to know. And it's so interesting because I, over a year ago, I think just even before we started this podcast, I mean, since we started this podcast, really, my whole use of news and media has really evolved because we take a hard line on how we want to present news and we want to make sure that we're doing it in a fair and balanced way. So old Kiki, who loved the tabloids and loved a lot of slip <laughs> goss, would have just gone to Google so quickly and been like, who is Mindy Kelling's baby's daddy, right? But now I'm like, isn't that great? That is so exciting for her. And she joins a long list of other celebrity mums who have chosen to go that route too. We've got someone locally, Fifi Box, Australian radio presenter, January Jones, very famously has a son that she's never revealed who the father is. And the list goes on. Mini Driver, Jerry Halliwell, even Padma Lushmi. Those last three, the father's identities did come out many years later, but they sort of took that hard line as well. And I thought that it's a really interesting thing to talk about because it does have really real life implications to I think how we should be talking about it because the way we talk about even fertility and pregnancy has evolved you know now we know not to ask about someone's fertility journey or pry into the private life of of someone's journey into motherhood and I feel like this is almost another kind of step in the right direction of where we're going where we should or shouldn't be asking about the father of someone's child and it's important to note that I think that with these celeb examples of course the father we can kind of assume is a celebrity or someone notable or a regular Joe Blow who doesn't want tabloids knocking on his door being like how did you get this one up the duff but I think that it's still important for them to kind of destigmatize what being a single mum looks like. It's so interesting the kind of relentless pursuit of these answers that fans really knock into these women because they have to do so much press and because they have to talk about their private life and I think it was really interesting and it was Minnie Driver I think with her son Henry who once said to media like she was incessantly being asked about it and she's like I haven't even told him who his father is yet because he's a child and Mm. so I, I can't share that information with the world before I tell him that story and then you've got January Jones who is now just makes a joke at it like she now throws out a different celebrity name every time she's asked I think her son Xander's like close to being 10 years old now and she's still getting like pummeled like she was recently doing press for a Netflix show and people were asking her and she just throws out all these names like Bradley Cooper or you know people like that who haven't been associated with her because she knows that there's all these news stories and polls and there's even been like tabloid investigations like some tabloids were paying thousands of dollars to these private investigators or paparazzi with the sole purpose of finding out who the father of January Jones' son is. And I understand the interest there, but it's just, it's also quite sickening to see how that's the conversation we're having instead of the conversation around what does it mean to see all these women in the public eye taking all these different routes to motherhood in a single way. Even though they are, you know, celebrities and arguably quite wealthy and definitely of privilege, you know, what they are doing and kind of showing really positive examples of what being a single mother is, I think is really important because even now you you can speak to someone who has never had a kid before and you know they would say oh my worst nightmare is being a single mom when the reality is like there's a high percentage that that would happen <laughs> you know marriages aren't really staying together so the likelihood that you would be a single mom is quite high so why is there still this weird stigma attached to it so i know we don't like to follow celebs and you know applaud them for raising kids with a 
you know, nannies and all the money in the world, it's still important to have that representation of being such a positive experience. Yeah, and it's it's so interesting. I have like quite complicated feelings almost when I look at this narrative that's happening around single celebrity mums. Because on one hand, I love that it's becoming more normalised and I think it's so generous of someone like Fifi Box who has talked about having her second daughter through Choice and IVF as a single mum, having little Daisy that way, and other celebrities who really talk up the idea or like Charlize Theron who's like adopted two daughters on her own and is raising them. And I think it really does pave this way that you can just be a single mum and raise your, I mean, you and I were both raised by single mums and we know that it can be a really amazing way to grow up and there's no kind of loss there. So I think in that way, it's like taking away the stigma of it. But on the other hand, what's the unspoken trend I feel is that there is a difference between a celebrity who has a huge amount of money and resources wanting to have IVF children or surrogacy or adoption because any kind of regular person would know that you need so much money and resources to go through those avenues, especially in Australia. Adoption is very hard. IVF can be very expensive. And that's only having the baby. If you're looking into you know, the fact that women still earn so much less than men, it's all those factors and the cost of childcare and all those sorts of things if you're a single parent. So I think it's one thing to say like, oh, look at all these celebs, like they're raising kids on their own. That's so great. But it's also, what are we doing on the other side of the fence to help women in Australia who would be looking at these celebrities and thinking, I'm getting to a certain age. I'd love to have a child. I'm going to have to do it by myself. But there's no resources there to help me do it. So it's like it's empowering, but it's not helpful. Well, I mean, yes, we've just had a very not exciting budget for women announced in Australia. So that's definitely a good point for us to think about. But yes, I think representation is always important. And even if they do have a gazillion dollars, they're still making a positive impact for us women who are going to be doing it by ourselves. Thank you so much for listening to The Spill today. We would love for you to send through deep dives that you want us to cover. You can send your suggestions through to The Spill's email at thespill at mamamia.com.au. This episode of The Spill was produced by Mel Zauer. We'll see you on Mamma Mia. Bye. Bye. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.